start this episode off with a big profound quote that Buddha made. No, I am not a Buddhist. And I want to say that because I have recently received a compliment, I believe, regarding how I can, I guess, how I conduct this podcast. A very strong Christian, I would be willing to bet, goes to church more, probably twice a week, told me that they have been listening to my pod, this podcast and that they can tell that I had a very solid and strong Christian upbringing based on how I conduct this. And I take that as a compliment because while my beliefs have shifted from how I was raised, I still am very spiritual. So anyway, I was going to begin this podcast with a quote from Buddha. And it is, the root of suffering is attachment. Now, I am not a Buddhist. I have a deep respect for Buddhists. Buddhism is more of a philosophy than a religion. Now, somebody who is a very staunch Buddhist may disagree with that, and that's fine. But it's kind of like take what you, you know, when you learn something new, when you hear something Take what pieces of that you can use. Take those pieces that apply to you and leave the rest. That's where discernment comes in. There's a good strong word from the Bible. Discernment. So, I'm certainly not a Buddhist, although it is more of a philosophy than a religion, in my humble opinion. But Buddha did say, the root of suffering is attachment. What's that supposed to mean, Matt? Well, I'm glad you asked. I know this may fly in the face of Things I've said previously, like when I say, begin with the end in mind. Just stay with me on this. It may fly in the face of that. I don't know. I'm a work in progress, just like all of you. And it may take me another lifetime to figure it out. I don't know. So, what may fly in the face of when I've said, begin with the end in mind, is that the root of suffering is attachment. What that means is we need to let go of outcome. We don't need to be attached to an outcome. What we need to do, and I've said this all along, find a passion and serve people with that passion. Everybody has got a very unique set of skills. Some people may share your skills. Some people may be a little bit better at it. But you may be a little bit better at something else that you can incorporate into it, which makes you more useful in certain situations. So whatever your passion is, focus on it. Develop that skill. And use it to serve people. Because we can look around. We know the world needs more people that are in service to people. I love people. I'm trying to find ways to be of more service to humanity. I believe that humanity desperately needs more of us to step up and carry the torch, so to speak. So, I, my advice to people is if they, if they were to ask. And there's another biblical thing. Advice and opinions should be kept to oneself unless they're asked for. But I'm going to assume that because you've tuned into this podcast, you don't mind taking a bit of advice from me. 
So my advice to people is to love your life. And what are you thankful for? Wow, that is so simple, yet so profound. What are you thankful for? Well, I'm thankful that I woke up this morning. That's an easy one. I'm thankful for this journey that I've been on. And it's been very bumpy. I mean, let's face it, I'm a drug addict. Right? So it hasn't been sunshine and rainbows. And then, of course, recently my life has taken a very hard 90 degree turn. And that's okay too. Things happen. I'm not sure what's coming. I don't know. I am letting go. I'm not going to attach myself to outcomes. And if we let go of outcomes, we do what we know to do. What do we do? We find a passion. We serve people. Then what do we do? I don't know. Just keep doing that. And what is coming to you will be good things. If you serve people, if you do amazing things with your life, your life is going to be amazing. I realize there are exceptions, but then in those cases, we got to zoom out to the 30,000 foot view and look at it from, from there. Because when you are down here in the muck, you know, down here in the forest, you can't see the forest for the trees, right? When you're down here in it, you can't always see the big picture. In fact, you can't see the big picture. So sometimes it's like, okay, what would it look like from 30,000 feet up? Oh, well, that's not so bad. So anyway, one of my little sidebars. I'm good at that, right? So I'm always like, I love my life. I do. I love my life. I don't love everything that happens in it. Of course not. But I love my life and I cannot wait to see what's coming next. I can't. It's going to be, well, I guess we're going to have to wait, but you know what I mean. It's truly exciting to think whatever, you know, what I've already had, what I've been through and all that stuff. And then the great things that have happened, the amazing people that have came into my life. If it gets better than this, man, that's going to be pretty freaking amazing, right? I, I digress. Since I want to sound all fancy and official. I'm thankful for so many things. Hell, I'm even thankful for my car. Finally got that cleaned up. <laughs> I hadn't cleaned my car since like last summer. So yeah, it was pretty funky. I spent like two hours at the car wash. Yeah. Yeah, I desperately needed it. But man, it looks good. It was so... Here's how much better it looked. When I, I, I literally went through the car wash, whatever, and it has the free vacuums and the free everything or whatever outside after that. So I literally spent like two hours cleaning this car out. Um, I finally finished, whatever, put the floor mats in, all that good stuff. I jump in, I turn the car on, and I'm looking around, and I'm like, damn, it is bright in here. I mean, my car was freaking brighter on the inside. Maybe I just totaled myself for having such a dingy-ass car. I don't know. Whatever. It's not anymore, but my car's cleaner than yours. And that shows that I'm thankful for my car, and I am. Keep it clean. Right? You know, I'm thankful for a lot of things. And sometimes we do neglect the things that we're thankful for. Sometimes we do do that. We take it for granted. And sometimes we need a reminder that we do do those things. I'm really bad about that. I've realized lately how neglectful I can be. It hurts me to realize that, damn, 
I'm, I've, I can be a neglectful dude. And I've always chalked it off as I'm, I'm, I'm absent-minded. And to a degree, that's true. However, if you know that's an issue, then that's something you need to work on, correct? I am absent-minded. Anybody who knows me knows that. I can change subject. I can jump from subject to subject very easily and without any warning or even knowing I'm doing it. I know these things, so therefore I have to become more conscious and aware of that fact. Neglected my living space. That's uh, pretty damn spotless, too, by the way. So anyway, whenever it's your passion, most people get really passionate about something. I like doing this. I like podcasting. I love this. It's an outlet for me to get my thoughts out there. Sometimes it's just because when I sit down and I outline one of these shows, it really allows me to dig into my own mind and figure out what is it that I really think? What is it that I do believe? And then I out, and then I put it down on an outline and I do, and, and that gets me a little bit further. I develop my own thoughts. I, I really, it's, it's a really good way of stepping back and looking at your own thoughts from a, from an outside perspective. That's another reason why I think journaling is so critically important. Just let it flow. Just get that notebook out and just start writing. It doesn't matter what you write. You can start writing down what your favorite color is and what you what, what you like on a taco. It doesn't matter. Just start writing and you'll be amazed at how much you learn about yourself. And that's one of, that's why I love this podcast. And also, I hope I'm reaching someone. I'd like to inspire someone. I'm not really focused on people who are still in active addiction. I just don't feel like that's my forte. Of course, I'm there for them. Anytime they need help, I'm going to do what I can do to help them get sober. But my, uh, where I think I really shine is, okay, now I've gotten sober, Matt. Now what? Well, yeah, now what? Let's, let's, let's use that momentum, right? And keep going. Let's use that as a springboard. That's not the goal. That's just the first step on your very long road to whatever it is that you're going to do. So whatever excites you in the moment, each and every moment. Why do I say that? Because when you let go of outcome, you're not attached to the future. We're not built to live in the future. We're built to live in the now. Right now. And now. And now we're meant to live that way. We're meant to live moment to moment, maybe even second to second. When we do that, when we live in the moment, when we let go of outcome, we let go of whatever the future may hold. In fact, we may realize that the future is a lot brighter than what we would have planned for ourselves. Sometimes we underestimate. Is that the word I'm looking for? Sometimes we might plan a little future out for ourselves. It's, it's nice. It, yeah, it's nice. And if we get it, that, that'd be that'd be nice. Okay, great. But what if we didn't do that? What if we really just let it go and let ha- let, just let the cards fall? What's going to happen? If as long as you're being of service to people and doing the right things, chasing your passion, and, and, and doing what excites you moment by moment, it's probably going to be pretty amazing. It's probably going to be better than what you would have planned out for yourself. And if it isn't, I don't know what to tell you. We're brainstorming here, right? 
But then again, how would you know if you didn't plan anything out and you did live unattached to outcomes, you would have known anyway, right? <laughs> because that's kind of a conundrum you're in. It's like, okay, I'm going to plan this out, but I'm going to detach from outcomes. Well, you can't really do both. I mean, you may have planned it, planned it out and then decided, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to detach from outcomes. All right. And I'm just going to be of service. I'm going to develop my passion. I'm going to do what excites me in the moment, each moment of the day. What brings me the most joy, the most excitement into my life? That's kind of exciting, isn't it? I mean, this life is an adventure. Enjoy the adventure. So, you know, live in the moment. And I know it's such a cliche. It's such a bumper sticker. Living in the moment or whatever. And I think more like living moment to moment is probably more accurate, probably what we're going for. But by living without an attachment to outcomes, that is living in the moment. So we don't worry about what others think, right? You be you, I'll be me. We don't worry about what other people think. We just do what we do. Everything. Everything will work out to your advantage. Now, you may have to zoom out to that 30,000 foot view in order to see that, right? Because you may think this didn't work out at all. You don't know that. I mean, it may not have turned out how you had hoped. But then again, that's an attachment to outcome, isn't it? It may not have turned out how you would have wanted it to had you been attached to an outcome. Okay, fair enough. But... At the 30,000 foot view, we can really look down on it and see. Oh, okay. Yeah, actually that did work out pretty good, right? And sometimes we have to just have faith because we don't have the 30,000 foot view, right? We are down here in the forest, but so we cannot see the forest for the trees. Trust the process. But I mean, I do believe everything will work out and you to, to our advantage if we're authentic. I mean, staying true to ourselves, being who we are. Finding your passion, doing what excites you in the moment. That's being authentic. Serving people. Using our passions to better humanity, to serve other people. And let go of outcome. And when we let go of outcome, you might have to stretch your mind out a little bit with me on this one. But when we let go of outcome, I think we instantly and automatically live in abundance. That might be a that might be a little quote there. When you let go of outcome, and we instantly and automatically live in abundance. Why? Because you've arrived already. You're exactly where you intend to be, moment to moment. And that may be where the three month look back will prove this. And you look back and you and you realize, huh. I have made some progress. This is really good. This is very good. And how you can still kind of blend together the whole beginning with the end in mind. Working backwards, however you want to look at it. And also detaching from outcomes is be fluid. Be like water. Path of least resistance. Or what excites you. What gets you going. But in addition to letting go of outcome means you have arrived You're exactly where you intend to be every moment, moment to moment. But it'll also create trust in the process. So how will it build trust in the process? Well, simple, because there is no process (laughs) in your perception anyway. 
It's a 30,000 foot view. Yeah, there's probably a process in place. But in your perception, in your perceived reality, where you are in this moment, you've arrived. That's it. There's no blueprint. You've arrived. So if you so so if you see yourself as whole, you see yourself as complete at every moment. You are where you're supposed to be. Synchronicities will start showing up. It's like, huh, how'd that happen? Well, that's because you're where you're supposed to be. Some people think saying 11-11 on a clock is a synchronicity. I, I tend to be one of those people that believe that. So when we see ourselves as whole and complete, as, as though we have arrived, we're, we're, we're exactly where we're supposed to be. And what can we learn or take away from it? How can we grow? To me, that's what's probably most important. Some people say the earth is a school. All right, whatever. That's fine. I, I, I tend to like that line of thinking. I'm not so sure that it's exactly accurate. Some people think it's a test. Some people think it's a school. Whatever. Point is, what can you learn? In either, in either case, what do you learn? What do we take away from it? One thing I've learned is trust the process. Trust that how is not my problem. How things happen, not my problem. I'm just going to pursue my passion. I'm going to do what excites me. I'm going to serve people. But how things happen in my life is not always going to be up to me. Unless I'm posing the choice. Obviously, you can nitpick this whole thing to death if you want to. We're talking big picture here. We're talking 30,000 foot view. So just trust the process. Be thankful. Be so thankful. If you're listening to this podcast, you've got a billion things to be thankful for. If you're listening to this podcast, you most likely have running water. If you're listening to this podcast, you obviously have internet. You get, you get it. You know, if we live in North America, we're already in like the top, what is it, the top 5% of wealthiest people worldwide just by virtue of living in North America. So, Thank the creator. Thank God. Thank the universe. Whatever you want to call it, it does not matter. Just thank God. I am so blessed. My life is so amazing. I have had some of those amazing people come into my life. So we let go. Allow what is to be. We don't fight it. We trust the process. And you know, that can be very comforting. Especially when we're going through, you know, something that dark times, things we don't want to be going through. It can be very comforting to just let it go. This is like, you know, I don't know what's happening, but I'm going to let it go. I've got to. There's something that is going to happen here that you're going to grow from. You're going to be stronger. You're going to have more knowledge. You're going to have more experience. And I believe that's why we are here is to gain experiences. To gain experiences to kind of put into our catalog, our, little, our story of our existence. So anyway, I needed to get that off my chest. As a matter of fact, I've only gotten about halfway through this. So I think I'm going to split this into two, a two-parter. Because to continue on would be a longer episode than I tend to do. I try to keep them around 25 to 30 minutes. Of course, editing knocks some of that off, but you know, whatever. So, um, 
yeah, I'm going to put a stop to this right here and I'm going to keep the rest of this outline for a part two, which I will most likely release soon because I'm kind of laid up right now anyway. I today had to go for my little kidney stone procedure where they send up to 2400 shock waves or sonar blasts or whatever through your body, through your kidney to break up a stone at a nine millimeter kidney stone obviously that is entirely too big you cannot pass that thankfully it was just kind of chilling in my kidney however i went this morning for to get that taken care of and i i feel better than i expected i would based on what they told me it would feel like i feel actually pretty feel pretty good now that's not saying i won't wake up tomorrow morning feeling like i've been hit by a bus maybe i will i don't know it does feel like you've been punched <laughs> Anybody ever has to go for that? It's not that bad. It just, if you've ever been punched, and um, I was a rough kid, very rough kid. So, yeah, I've been punched more times than I care to remember. But anyway, yeah, it does feel like you've been punched in the kidney and in the stomach. I wouldn't say about Mike Tyson, but probably the biggest bully in your school, repeatedly. And that's okay. I'm, I'm toughing it out. Like I said, it's better. Ibuprofen. That's all. And, you know, kind of getting back to the whole addiction side of things, I had to stress and stress and stress. And Well, maybe I didn't. I, let me back that up. Maybe I didn't have to, but I really stressed to them. I cannot have any opioids. I cannot have any narcotic. I cannot be given these medicines. Now, I guess there's nothing they can do about the part with the anesthesia. Apparently, there is something to do with that in there. And I speak, spoke with the anesthesia, and uh, that's basically what they told me. With regards to Suboxone, they're like, yeah, ideally, we would have liked to have had you taper from that before the anesthesia, but it, it's going to be okay. And it was fine. I was uh, in the operating room there, and there's this big cylinder-looking thing right over you, and it's pretty intimidating-looking, really, but whatever. And uh, they told me, okay, you you know, we're going to put you under now, blah, blah, blah. And I've been put out a few times in my life, under anesthesia or whatever, and it's really kind of creepy. As a matter of fact, I was talking to my little brother up in Cincinnati, Brad, about this recently. He's never been put under, at least the last time I talked to him, but he was looking at having to have something done. And he was going to have to be. And he's kind of scared about it. I said, listen, it's really nothing to it. I said, because they take you in there, whatever, you're laying there. Um, you can usually see people moving around, you know, out of the corner of your eye. You hear people rummaging around, doing whatever, making their preparations, whatever it is. Next thing you know, you're in recovery and however much time has elapsed. And that's it. And that's how it went today. I literally, the lady told me, she's like, um, I'm going to start to put you under now. I'm like, okay. And it did burn going through, the, you know, as it came through the IV into my arm, it did burn pretty bad. She said, it might burn your arm a little bit. I'm like, shit, a little. It burns a lot. But that was okay. Next thing I know, I'm in uh, recovery. Told I was doing just fine. Everything was great. So, apparently the anesthesia went well. And... They knew very well that I could only take 
non-narcotic, non-opioid medicines. So I'm just going to do ibuprofen. I took uh, four ibuprofen, 800 milligrams when I got home. And I've been actually doing really well. So if you ever have to do that, don't let it, don't, don't, don't let it scare you. It's not that big of a deal. And besides, even if it is, it's a couple of days. And yeah, it might be a really crappy couple of days, but I don't know. So anyway, this is Matt Stevens. This is the My Sober Addiction Podcast. I love each and every one of you. I truly do. Thank you so much for listening, and I will be back with part two soon.